0: It's the ding, and that signifies it is time once again to head back to the window with Scott and Scott. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at Winners And I'm your
1: co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over Winners
0: And together, we do make up heading back to the window. That is our goal each and every day, as we want to head back to the window and cash those tickets. How'd your day go, buddy? All right. Uh, Went well.
1: I had everything in sight. I had the... Something involving field goals we'll talk about later. Yep, I had the first touchdown score with Harris at 8-1. to one. I had the Clippers minus one as my play of the day. Overall, really couldn't complain. Game went exactly the way that I thought it would. It would be a hideous football game with not many points, and I'll take Belichick plus the points, and that's exactly what happened.
0: Fair enough. I got to give some shout-outs and hellos to guys in the house. Matthew Torvix here. TL says, let's fucking go! T train in the house, and of course Nathan Serna stopping by to catch some of those cash dollars. It's always uh, always good to have everybody stopping by. Make sure if you're in, if you do, uh, if you do check us out, drop us a comment. We try to get to as many as we can. We're not uh, we're, we we're not perfect. We are going to miss some, so uh, it's always uh, always good to put them in there uh, and uh, put them in again if it's if it's something really if we if we don't get to it so we we, uh, we promise that we will. And Scott, we got big news. We've got uh, uh the ever expanding Winners and Winners sports betting network is rolling right along. The King of Parlays, Chris King has been knocking him dead, so make sure you check out his show every day at 1:30 p.m. Eastern Time right here on all the same formats that you're watching us. And of course, you know the drill, like subscribe, rate, review, send out the bad signal, like I don't know, just do all that stuff that Indicates you like us, that you really, really like us, that everything is measured in these days. So, and the other great news, Scott, we've got some, uh, we've got some swag that uh, we may be giving away here pretty soon. We're going to try to figure out how to do exactly that. So, I know we've, we've teased this for like two years, but when we actually have it. We're going to do it. So, uh, Nathan says, I, uh, the old banana in the tailpipe last night had the two team, two two team parlays, uh, both lost one by one and the other by two. Yikes. That's, uh, that, I've been there before. That's not an ideal day. Yeah, we all have Lawrence Anthony in the house. What's happening, LA? Um, yeah, man, let's get to it. We got a lot to talk about today. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk about that dreadful game yesterday. That was a that was quite an adventure. Um, did you did you did you watch it? the entire thing? Uh, well, I was I watched you know because I was on the road for part of it, so I was. Uh,
1: did you make the trek to Iowa?
0: I did. I did make the trek to Iowa. Um, they have a nice, modern rest area right over the state line, about one hour nice. and 54 minutes from my front door. So, And luckily, it, uh, it was worth it. So I got back uh, that horrible play that we made over the weekend. <laughs> As, we won over the weekend. Uh, not our big bet we didn't.
1: Uh, maybe not you, but we won the farm play over the weekend. Oh
0: yes, well, yes, for everybody that watched the show, yes, we did very well for everyone else. We did very poorly for ourselves, as you and I had a pretty substantial position on the Georgia game. That... Yeah, our in... play
1: that our farm play was on uh, Pittsburgh over the weekend. Oh yeah, you know, so oh yeah, worse.
0: Absolutely, it absolutely. I got two tickets today to paradise. Pack your bags. We'll leave tonight. That's. I, I think we should do that. Um... Rest in peace, Eddie Money. <laughs> All right, so let's get it rolling, man. Let's uh, let's find out who was, uh, where was the good news, and where was the bad news. Like it's almost like Scott, there was on one side you had winners, on the other side you had whiners. Let's start off with the people that have a good reason to whine in today's version of call the cops. All right, my friend. Well, we're gonna get it. Uh, we're gonna get it rolling here as we uh, as we so often do. Is this one a
1: stretch, by the way? I know we're going to talk about it. You can make an argument that it's a stretch or it's not, but usually when you have that, you're going to cash.
0: Yeah, and Matthew Torvik has a great point, and we'll talk about it right after this. It's the Patriots-Bills. We're in a lot of bad beats in this one, but we did find one. If you had the first half under 20, it's not technically a huge last-second, break-your-heart kind of of call-the-comp situation, but... It was that call the cop situation because you had false optimism, you had hope because after the first thirteen minutes at fifteen points, Scott just need another touchdown. Don't even care about extra point. Don't even have to sweat that. Nothing. Just give me, give me a touchdown, two field goals. That would that would play. Uh, that's not how it played out for because for the last seventeen minutes they put up three points and that game ended up being eleven seven at halftime. If you had the uh, under twenty there uh, for the uh, Bills Patriots, uh, you were in good shape. But uh I think we I think you I think we wrote that backwards. You won the call of the cops was on the over. Oh, yeah, it was on the over. Yeah, yeah, I read that I read that backwards. You're, I'm like I'm like Will Farrell and Anchorman. Whatever you, whatever you program into the teleprompter, I'm just gonna read it. So That was my bad. Yeah, no worries. Um, hey, that was a bad football game, Scott, and it really was. It, it said that – he said that we uh, that was a game Matthew Torvik said we could have both taken a nap. Not just you napping, but uh that uh we both should have taken a nap for that game. Uh STM Network's in the house. Joan is in the house as well.
1: I'm curious if STM's tired from having to drive to Iowa last night.
0: What? No. No, he didn't. No, he didn't come with me.
1: No? No. He's I am not sure if he did or he didn't. He's got
0: dude. No. He's he it was uh it's Grub Buds. Monday night, he does Grub Buds. They do the uh the show where they rate like
1: I'm supposed to know that like like I'm supposed to know I didn't know know how
0: I I knew the I knew the reach of grub buds had gone far and wide I didn't know if it had made it to New York yet uh by the way check out grub buds every Monday night um okay on the the steam machine twitch channel okay Uh, well he's, he's got his own shows to run exactly that's what I that's what I said so hey you got another game from call the cops
1: yeah, uh, if you want to look at college basketball, if you had New Mexico State and New Mexico under 151, you had 136 points in regulation, and unfortunately for you, that's an even number, so you know they're going to overtime at 68 apiece, and the game landed 154 after overtime.
0: Man, that's just uh, that's just not good, not good at all. You you, you got and you got a chance. I hate those numbers like that. Where you're about 15 away in overtime, you're like, you know what? If we have a dry couple of minutes, they miss some shots, have some turnovers, I got it. I got a chance here. I'm not dead. And yeah, then you go over by three points. Mm. So, um, do, 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 oh, Nathan just got done talking to Jim and Chris. He's all over the ten dollar party to collect one point uh, eight units. So, ten to make eighteen, right? Not ten to make one point eight.
1: Depends how much a unit is.
0: Oh, true, true. Um, and finally, a game that uh, we talked about, Scott, and this one, we, you brought up the point, like, is there ever a game that we talk about that doesn't end up on Call of the Cops? <laughs> it's not, and it's not usually on the good side either. You'd think the law of averages would be about half the time we'd be on the right side of Call the Cops and half the time we'd be on the wrong side. Uh, I don't know. The,
1: side, the sides we actually got right in those two games.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's uh, it's uh, it's the totals. That were some struggles. Towson and Kent State. If you had over one thirty-two, this is the worst kind of beat, by the way, um, because they had one twenty-eight with two fifty left, and you're you're about ready to turn the game off. You know, you're you're ready to move on to other things. Maybe call it a night, whatever. You're like, well, okay, I just got to watch it go over here. It should be just a second, huh? Hang on. And you're watching the game, and they miss a couple of shots, and it gets cute, and it's you know it's under two minutes left. You're like. Okay, guys, TikTok. Let's uh, let's let's roll it go up to here. Go basket. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and they they go to the free throw line and they they clunk a couple off the fucking front rim or whatever. They miss the front end of a one and one, and now it gets down to about a minute. And now you're starting to fucking sweat. And you're like, oh no, this isn't really going to happen, is it? And yeah, sure as shit, Scott. They score uh, three points in the last two minutes and fifty seconds. The game lands one thirty one. And you know, and you watch like a train wreck in slow motion, you know it's fucking happening and there's nothing you can do. That, I think, is the worst kind of way to lose one right there. If you had Towson, Kent State over 132, you have my condolences and a call the cops.
1: It's not fun, especially when you're assuming both teams are probably in the bonus or double bonus with less than three minutes to go. So any foul of any kind, you're probably getting free shots. And unfortunately for you, you didn't get many of those. Because right. three points in the final 250, when you need four for the push, five for the win, that's a
0: pretty brutal beat. Ridiculous. J.C. Stone, by the way. What's up, J.C. Stone? Uh, J.C. Stone says Bill Walton says college OT should be three minutes. What do you think, bud?
1: I think Bill Walton wants to save the other two minutes for a grateful, uh, Grateful Dead concert.
0: You know, what what, is that, what does that even mean? You're, you're you're trying to stretch just to show that you have knowledge that Bill Walton's a hippie and he listens to the dead. Come on now. You're, you're better than that. that you're that's like the main that.
1: fact people know about him. Uh, for me, I feel like five is fine. I get there's bad beats involved with overtimes, and I'm actually curious how oddsmakers would adjust totals knowing that the overtime is less. I'm assuming it wouldn't adjust at all because you're hoping the game doesn't go to overtime in the first place if you the under. Right. You think that would actually change a line or two? yeah i doubt it
0: no i don't because i i think maybe by a point or two yeah you don't often factor overtime into the equation when you're putting together totals you shouldn't hey scott james is here from henderson nevada what's up scotty um somewhere where it probably isn't 30 degrees right now so congratulations on that i would be okay with i like
1: five minute overtimes for college i feel like three is fine too but give me five i don't think there's an issue with the current format
0: I, f- I feel like I feel like they don't they jack around for about two minutes and it's, it comes down to the last three minutes anyway. I'd be okay with it.
1: but I'm, then wouldn't they jack around for the first three minutes of overtime until the final minute?
0: Well that's the, you mean the first two minutes? Yeah, yeah I mean that's 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 the possibility
1: I don't know. so wouldn't that just be the same thing but you have less time for them to actually try or you can get rid of overtime entirely and play with an Elam. I love the Elam ending. I'm a big fan of the Elam.
0: and explain that to everybody.
1: So that is when you, instead of having extra time during a tie, there's a target score. It's
0: like playing with your buddies in the, the driveway. First
1: team to reach, the yeah, first team to reach X wins the game. There's no overtime. There's no clock. There's a shot clock. You just keep playing until somebody gets to that score. I like that format more than anything else.
0: I agree. Tennessee Jed is a long song. He wants to start it early. I don't even know what that means. Do you know what that means? I don't know. Okay. Huh. Okay. All right. Because J C Stone liked so people get it. It's just I feel like it's not one of them's not me. Okay. You're related to him. You should get it more than I should get it. I know. I, if I can, uh, there's a first time I don't I don't understand what my kids are talking about. Shucker. Okay. So there was some good news out there, Scott. These are the people that uh, you know who you were. You were on the right side of everything, man. It sounds like that was you, brother. Because you, me. Them, everybody, we were sitting in the rocking chair last night. So,
1: the first one was a player prop in the NFL game last night. If you had an under of any kind, you basically won everything you had. Take your pick. If you had Mac Jones under 191 and a half passing yards, he completed two passes in the entire game. And he finished with 19 passing yards. Went under just by a little bit. When you're going under by 150-plus yards, I consider that a rocking chair.
0: Mm-hmm. I Totally agree. Apparently, my kid is making a Grateful Dead reference. How the fuck did I miss that?
1: I don't listen to the dead. I just made the Bill Walton joke about them.
0: Fair enough. Hey, if you had the, uh, if you had the Hawks plus two against the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves, congratulations. Uh, they led by 13 at halftime. They ended up winning by 11. Never a doubt. If you had the Hawks there, and looking at the last one, if you had the Grizzlies plus four and a half against the Heat,
1: led by 11 at halftime, won by 15. Grizzlies without John Morant,
0: no respect. This team's pretty good. Yeah, not not terrible, and they're playing and they're playing good defense. Somebody brought that up in the comment section yesterday about the Grizzlies were playing better better defense because of, without John Morant. So. Yeah, I and mean, uh, I
1: took them for my play the day against Dallas on Saturday, and they gave up. I think it was ninety points. They're playing really well defensively.
0: JC Stone said he was once behind Bob Dylan or uh, Bob Bill Walton at a Bob Dylan show. He said he blocks half the stage. I could see that. Like, fucking, he's huge, mm-hmm. huge. By the way, everybody, I forgot to uh, I forgot to tell you what happens if you don't like and subscribe today. Yeah, Mac Jones becomes your new fantasy quarterback. Nin-
1: That's not a fun time going into Week fourteen.
0: Two for three, nineteen yards, buddy. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. Um so there were some disappointing performances. And but this one, this one really I don't know that it's, it's it disappointed some people, but it, it made us very happy. We were happy.
1: actually so, on the right side with right, this one.
0: It made us it made us kind of uh kind of happy. So let's find out, Scott, in today's edition of I'm not you. I'm not mad, I'm not mad, I'm just uh just disappointed. <laughs> Um, so this is a game, Scott, that we talked about. Somebody somebody asked about this game, and you had little Texas Southern going down there and taking on Big Bad Florida. Texas Southern, they like those checks, don't they, Scott?
1: Uh, they like buy games a lot. Let's put it that way. They're
0: out there getting all the money because they have played every game on the road so far, and it's been most of them have been at, at, at bigger schools. This one was no exception. They go in last night. They are 24-point underdogs. That's a, that's a familiar spot for them to be in. And a surprise, they played pretty well. They played pretty well against the number. Haven't won any of those games, but they've been in them. Scott, that changed last night, didn't it? I uh, did, because
1: Florida not only lost the game outright as 24-point favorites at home, they got their asses kicked. They lost by 15 points.
0: I thought the University of Missouri shitting the bed against UMKC earlier in the season would probably be the most disappointing loss of the season for an SEC team. I was incorrect. Uh, this, uh, you got through a week. Yeah, yeah, that, that's about right. So congratulations to the Florida Gators. You have uh, absolutely disappointed yourselves. And uh, congratulations to Texas Southern because uh, you guys, that's a lot of banging around for the first month or so of the season. I'm glad to see it paid off with a victory. That's very cool.
1: Well, it's the same story every year with Texas Southern, isn't it? They usually hover around 500 and they win the conference. Isn't that usually how it goes? Yeah,
0: yeah, solid, solid basketball team, and you can't say you ain't battle tested, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Scott, there was some drinking yesterday, not just by us, but uh, there was some of the oddsmakers out there. Let's find out. Other than that Texas Southern game, hey, were the oddsmakers drunk yesterday?
1: Go ahead. So looking at the NBA, there was a game between the Hornets and the 76ers, and the total in that game was 214.5. And the issue with that total is the fact that each of Charlotte's previous five games had at least 248 points. This game had 238 after regulation, went to overtime just for the hell of it, and landed 251. So regardless of Charlotte playing on a back to back, missing guys, the pace alone and the awful defense is good enough to get every game blindly into the 230s. That total of 214 nap was an absolute joke and it flew over.
0: You and I talked about that on on the show yesterday about how this Charlotte defense was once again back to sucking. They've they've kind of been they've kind of been the bell curve where about the middle of the season so far they were very good at defense and they, the beginning and the end, they've been terrible. So,
1: I said Sixers team total over. Just fade the Charlotte defense. They yeah. got in regulation. Yep. They won the game outright. They didn't cover. So, shout out to Charlotte for getting Well, done, you, know,
0: you know, I like the Sixers there, but you brought up an interesting point uh, about the Sixers going in the tank in the second half, and that's exactly what happened. Sixers had, I think, a six-point lead at halftime in this one. So, your first-half number would have covered as far as if you had the Sixers' first yeah. half. So, Good it's, call. It's a
1: Doc Rivers tradition.
0: Rivers tradition. Uh jumped in at halftime. Got plus two eighty on Texas Southern. Says Lawrence Anthony. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, J C. Stone said I actually bought unneeded points with Texas Southern. Yeah, at least you won. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Only lo- be worse. Only okay. losers pay that juice, man. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You're fine. It all it all comes out. You know what you
1: can do with the win that you had there, J C. You can buy more points the next game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what uh i always always say when i because I, I was on uh, i was on millionaire one time and uh i went down in flames i, I got you tried I, to be on there twice i tried uh, i tried to be on there twice but they uh they uh people ask me like why did you use one of your lifelines and they told me i was fucking saving them for the next time i was just keeping like see it's like timeouts you know, you're saving those timeouts for the next game yeah pretty much the same yeah. thing so uh, Scott R called that 76 or half win. He absolutely did. You were right, John.
1: They're a good first half team, but if you watch them in play, you know that Doc Rivers' team is going to take a nap in the third and fourth quarter. It's the way it is.
0: Yeah, I faded Pepperdine yesterday with San Jose State, a ter- terrible, terrible, terrible basketball team, and they actually fucking showed up for the first time all season. I was, I was not happy. And that was my other. Everything else was, everything else was NFL related. We we were fine. We had the Patriots. We had the fucking. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson over yards. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, what, I, was, I was so pissed when Harris broke that one because it came down. I was trying to decide between Harris and, and Stevenson, and Harris had kind of the injury question. Stevenson had a lower total. He'd been a little better lately.
1: What was but, his number anyway?
0: Uh, Stevenson? Yeah. 40, I know he went over. Just what was his number? 40 and a half, 41 That's and a half. That's what I thought run. it was. Yeah. Okay. So when Harris broke that run in the first quarter, I'm like, son of a bitch, I took the wrong one. But he got injured though, so he made it up for you. Yeah, I mean, it made it all worthwhile. So Anyway. That's, uh, that's, that's enough about that. So what do you got for tonight? You got Anything exciting for tonight? Anything, anything you're, you're on that you haven't given out yet?
1: Uh, that I have not given out yet? No. If, if Looking at the actual card, of course, I made my play that day video on the Celtics and Lakers game. So if you want thoughts on the primetime TNT game, I got you covered there. But it's a quiet day in sports. You're looking around, of course, no football. Uh, you only have three basketball games. A lot of college games. But I think people have noticed I've been taking it a little bit slowly with college of the season, and for hockey, the Islanders are minus 150. And Ottawa is a terrible hockey team, but the Islanders have lost 11 in a row. I don't know how you can lay 11 with a team that's lost 11 in a row. I'm not going to do it, so it's probably Ottawa or pass, but I am aware of how bad that Ottawa team is, so I might just stay away from that one. What do you think of the Islanders? I just don't know how I think. Essentially, I think can be favored losing eleven in a row. I have, to, make any sense. I
0: have to fa I have to take the plus money just blind. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. You know, they're yeah. not very good. Yeah, fuck them. I don't know. Uh, Nathan Turner says Pepperdine candidate also so. said the Pepperdine line didn't make sense to him either. Yep, I think we. Uh, I think there was enough bananas for everybody there. Nathan, you and I, um, absolutely banana in the tailpipe right there. Uh, Scott, I wanted to ask you about a game tonight. It's a uh, it's 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 one of those it's one of those teams that uh, y- you talk about teams that like to go fast. Who comes to mind? Any 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 particular city that comes to mind? There's a city that comes that should come to mind in college basketball. You know what it is, Scott?
1: A city or a citadel?
0: It's a city. It's a city. Oh. A town, if you will. It's a, you know, it's a town. It's a city. It's Charleston. I, I mean, it's, it's Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, both teams go fast from at, at Charleston. It's 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 really funny. College of Charleston's got number one in the nation in pace. We always wonder, well, who's first in pace? Who goes the fastest? It's fucking College of Charleston. They score 82, they give up 81. God love them. Uh, They're playing tonight against the Green Wave. 150 is the total. We getting okie-doked here, buddy?
1: Uh, You might be, but it might be a situation where the odds makers are hoping that eventually a team's going to regress more to a low-scoring style but I don't see that happening. The pace is there. The bad defense is there. Tulane isn't exactly an up-and-down team that's going to look to try to sprint the entire time, but they might get peer pressured into it. When you look up and you see three guys wide open on the fast break, suddenly you're more interested in actually doing some more fast breaks. Right. So I like the over there. It's really tough to go against the number one team for pace.
0: Yeah, they are, you know, because you really – it's almost one of those games you have two shots of winning because either the defense is going to give up a shit ton – or the offense is going to get red hot and just pour in the buckets.
1: Or you have the third way, which is a kind of a mix of the both.
0: Oh, yeah, and then yeah, then you could have a, a All tight. All teams
1: end up in the 70s. You go over by a couple points. A tight
0: back and forth affair, correct. Um, the T
1: and the Islanders are not at home. And STM, Ottawa sucks. I'm not saying that Ottawa's any good. But if you want to lay 150 with a team that's lost 11 in a row, I don't know what to tell you. They could win the game easily, but minus 150? Absolutely not.
0: I'll tell you that's 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 a fine play right there. If you if you if you have the foresight to go this team has just dropped 11 in a row and they're laying a bucket and a half tonight, I'm on them because tonight is the night. If that cashes, congratulations. You have my respect. But,
1: I think it might cash. They killed Otto earlier this year, but based on premise alone, I, I can't take minus 150 there.
0: How many of the guys have they got back from COVID?
1: Uh, some they don't have everybody back. Not not really from COVID. It's mostly from injuries as well. Yeah. Like Brock Nelson's not back yet. Zeke isn't back yet. But they did get a couple of pieces back. They've gotten points in three straight games. So they're not god-awful. Okay. They've been losing in overtime, which is a step in the right direction. But they haven't been winning. So that's a bit of an issue. They still have not won a game in the UBS arena. So maybe a road trip's exactly what they needed.
0: Could be. Um, Nathan Cernus says, I like two lane tonight. I don't hate that. It's it's hard not to. Uh, it's hard not to fade this Charleston team. But I'll tell you what, you better back. You better buckle up. You better be ready to run. I hope you guys are in shape because you're going to fucking run. Um, but they 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 are a team that can be exploited defensively um, against Tulane, and Tulane is a. Uh, you know what? They're a they're a decent shooting team, Scott. They're an average. They shoot thirty five percent from deep. You know they're okay they can they can put some, they can put some buckets on the board so um anything else what else are you on tonight
1: uh i really kept it light i did well yesterday and i decided not to reinvest everything back into the gambling economy so i kind of decided to take it easy uh i don't mind the over in the edmonton minnesota game i expect to see some goals there in hockey of course mcdavid dry on the power play we know the drill the team's really really good at scoring but Minnesota's also been pretty sharp. I know the total is six and a half, which sounds extremely high. Is it with these two teams? It doesn't seem as high as people might think it might be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I see
1: goals, so I like the over. Plus, you have a 3-3 three, three overtime draw.
0: STM Network has one of his parlays tonight on the Islanders and the under. I'm ashamed to say.
1: It's a really bold. It's really an interesting spot there for the total because it's five and a half. The Islanders cannot score at all, but Ottawa's giving up the most goals per game in the league. So something's got to give, so we'll see what happens there. But I'm assuming the Islanders' offense will find a way to score two goals and maybe win the game anyway. So I don't mind the under and the parlay there if you want to experiment with that. But Ottawa defensively is a mess, so we'll see what happens. The Edmonton one, I don't mind looking at an Edmonton over, but... I do have a hard time looking at the actual side on that one because Minnesota is kind of an underrated team, and I do think you'll see goals. So I like the over, no parlay involved.
0: Brandon uh, Cubas says uh, drive props yesterday were fire. Yeah, more
1: field goal attempts than I thought they were going to be.
0: Yeah, we're locked. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Ducks Oilers Lightning. By the way, one
1: I want him one question about the NFL. Yes. Sorry. It's a, it's a brief question. Mm-hmm. Why is Nikhil Harry still on a roster?
0: That's a great question. That's a, uh,
1: I don't know. I didn't even know he was a punt returner. Or he was near on the punt coverage. He was
0: close to he's, the
1: He's just not a good player.
0: Hasn't been, been a bit of a disappointment so far. You know, we we really talk about that game. And we'll uh we'll uh, what do you think we'll do this the this parlay real quick? Ducks Oilers Lightning Blues.
1: I mean, I hate parlaying hockey because mm-hmm. something usually goes wrong. Right. Uh based on how this channel works and how the constant meme of the show is the Ducks, uh I'm assuming the Ducks will find a way to lose to Buffalo. Half
0: kidding. Let's go Buffalo. How about the, it
1: depends. Is STM Network like, like the Ducks? Because he's the official Duck Whisperer. He's the Duck
0: Whisperer. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> are you, you on the Ducks tonight, boy. Um, what worries you the most of those four? Is it the Ducks?
1: Uh, well, St. Louis, of course, is the underdog in that game against Florida. Florida's been really good. They're about minus 155, one of the best teams in the league. They are a lot better at home than on the road. I think the Panthers have lost one home game the entire year, and St. Louis is a pretty solid home team. I don't mind taking a shot there at getting a decent plus price with uh, St. Louis. I do think that's a decent option there. The Lightning with Vasilevsky and Nets, always attractive. I don't mind it. Of course, St. Louis as a dog is going to be a sweetener in that parlay to try to get it to a decent payday. Anaheim should beat Buffalo, but that team always finds a way to blow some games. I don't mind it, but if – anheim loses to buffalo somehow don't be that surprised
0: fair enough stm network said he is on the ducks in the over of course um here's the game and i actually have a premium pick on this so i'm going to pass but i want your opinion on the uh, tennessee volunteers against texas tech right up there in your neck of the woods at the uh jimmy v classic there at madison square garden tennessee throwing uh i'm looking at tech two and a half or so
1: I don't want to lay – I see three or four right now on Tennessee. I don't want to lay that much. Tennessee so far this season in true Tennessee fashion has gotten off to a good start, and you're assuming they're going to fall apart at some point midway or late way through the season. Texas Tech's been in this tournament before, and they fared well in MSG in the past. Of course, different coaching staff, et cetera. But I do like what I've seen so far from Tech. I do think that Tennessee's offense is – a little bit underwhelming. They're a defensive-minded team, of course. But I do think Texas Tech defensively can force this team into some difficult possessions. I see a close, low-scoring game. Give me Tech and the under. I think you'll see a war going on.
0: Okay. This game has yeah. gone from, we believe it opened at two. It's now up to four. So there is money coming in on Tennessee uh, on uh, Tennessee at this point. So, Memon Funderburg has Texas Tech plus four. What's up, Memon? Yeah. Good to see you here today. I'm um, looking at
1: text numbers. I know they haven't really played anybody. They lost to Providence on the road last game, but they're giving up 59.4 points per game. Tennessee is giving up 62, so you can make an argument that with efficiency numbers, they're close to each other. Texas Tech, though, is averaging roughly three more rebounds per game, so I do think that the board should help out Texas Tech with generating extra chances. I, I see a close, low-scoring game, so I, by default, I'm looking at taking the points.
0: Okay, very good. Um, big game up there at the carrier dome. No? Big East battle, Villanova-Syracuse. Syracuse Syracuse catching eight and a half in the Dome, Scott. Generally speaking, a pretty good team. At home, they've been kind of a weird year for the Orange. Normally, uh, they play in that zone defense. They can can, uh, get some wins by shutting down the other team. That hasn't really been the case this year. What's up with the uh, Syracuse defense, brother?
1: Uh, What's up with it? The zone isn't very good. They beat Florida State (laughs) last game on the road but we talked about Florida state right before they got killed by Purdue. And we said this Florida state team stinks. So we shouldn't really be surprised by that outcome. Right. They beat Indiana in double overtime at home or double or triple overtime, but triple overtime. They should have won the game in regulation. They, they kind of let it slip through the fingertips before winning it again, but they really haven't played many good teams. They played Auburn got killed. They played VCU who lost by 12 VCU. I'm not even sure if they're a good team or not, but they still lost by 12 lost to Colgate by 15 at home. Mm-hmm. But when your wins are the likes of Lafayette Drexel, Arizona state, who stinks by the way, yeah, they do Indiana at home and double overtime. Good win. I'll give him props there. And you beat Florida state. A lot of things. Very good. I do have question marks about the Syracuse team. Villanova is a solid team. Do I think they're going to win the championship? No, but I do think that they're a solid team. It's in MSG. So it's not in the carrier, but Syracuse should still have a bit of a home court advantage with the fans. I'm taking Villanova. I just think they're the much better basketball team.
0: It's a lot of points, but it not being a home game, I think that's the only thing they would have had going for him in that spot. I'm, I'm okay with laying the eight and a half there. I uh, think Gonzaga not playing so great might be due to Tommy Lloyd leaving to coach Arizona. Pretty much ran Gonzaga for a lot of years. You know that's an interesting question when you when you lose assistant coaches or in football, when you lose coordinators, I think that has an impact a lot of time that's underrated and underappreciated by not just the betting public but the public as well. Um, something definitely seems to be not clicking. Now you can also make the argument they lost a lot of quality players. They've got a new guy uh, that's getting a lot of minutes that's uh, you know, at the end of the day is a you know 18, 19 year old kid. And it just takes time to get those guys integrated into the system. Timmy's having to find a new role for him. I don't know, Scott. They've had, they played some good games to start the season. They looked like they were going to be doing their Gonzaga thing. And then uh, things, the wheels have kind of come off here over the last uh, few weeks, couple weeks.
1: It it has. I talked about the backcourt before. Uh, Nemhart, I don't like. I've mentioned that numerous times, but it's the spacing for me because of the fact that. You're looking at Holmgren, who's kind of been forced to take on kind of a Porzingis role, where you want him closer to the basket, but he's never close to the basket. And in this case, it's because he has another center who is right there the entire time, and Timmy usually is in the paint clogging up some defenders, so Holmgren has no place to drive. It's the spacing for me and the fact that Nemhart, I don't think, is a great shooter. So if you're not going to do a good job of of spacing with Timmy and creating quality options on the wings or just on the perimeter to help stretch out the defense, you're going to have some offensive problems. And it seems like Gonzaga might need to tweak the rotation or two. I think Nemhard might need to come off the bench.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's I think they are going to have to tweak the rotation. Uh, uh, absolutely. Here's a uh, Temple Temple and or UTEP thoughts. Temple's going up against a Vanderbilt team that we kind of poo pooed the other day, Scott, against Mississippi Valley State, and then they went out and uh, they they did cover that massive number. We were we were doubting the ability to, of Vanderbilt to get there, but they did. Um, this is a pr- this is a pretty fair team. They've got they've got some nice wins now. They did hit a clunker last time out against SMU, but I, I don't know what to make of this Temple. They score.
1: got killed. They got killed earlier this year. They didn't get killed. but They scored thirty seven points against VCU. And we thought that was an abysmal loss because VCU lost a couple of bye games. right? And then VCU beat Syracuse and they hung around with Baylor for a half. So I think VCU is actually not awful. But it seems like Vanderbilt has coasted against weak competition and has struggled against even decent competition. But luckily for them, Temple is a team that is, well, kind of mediocre. So do I want to lay this many points? No. However, if I had to make one play on it, I would actually take the under because it seems like Vanderbilt especially at home has been a very solid defensive team.
0: Yeah, they they do play they do play much better defense there at home, of course, they uh the level of competition at home hasn't uh hasn't been as as strong as you might like to see. Um, but they did I mean, I guess the the highlight there is 48 to VCU, so that's that's a that's a solid number right there. Uh, this is a Temple team that's been I think por- that was a
1: neutral against VCU, but still.
0: Uh, I don't have it marked. It might have
1: been a neutral. I don't recall.
0: Huh. I don't have it marked as a neutral. It might, have been, but... might
1: not have been, actually. Okay. No. I, I might have just made that up.
0: So <laughs> okay. This is a Temple team. is just not playing good. I'm, I probably would lean towards the home team there, but I do, like your, I do like your under. I do think they are playing much better defense there in Nashville. Um...
1: <laughs> I see some questions about Arizona and the Wildcats and why they're good this year.
0: And I feel like you think it's bringing the assistant over. Do you think it's? it's, I think,
1: I think it's part of it. But I do think that JC hit the nail on the head. It's the fact that Sean Miller was a good recruiter, or he had a huge paycheck to pay recruits to show up. But I don't know if he was actually a good coach or not, because Arizona was known for being the ultimate tournament choker. They would always lose in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight or even the first round to Buffalo every now and then, but they just never seemed to live up to expectations with Sean Miller. They switched some guys, and it seems like they're actually a well-coached team. I know Michigan's underachieved up to this point. They're still a pretty good basketball team. Arizona beat the hell out of them. And I said that a couple weeks ago. I think Arizona has a serious shot to win the Pac-12. Athletically, they're talented. They get good recruits, and they can coach. I think Arizona's a good team.
0: Yeah. Somebody wants to know how Tulane can be favored because College of Charleston's defense is terrible. Yeah. Terrible um both millers are shitty coaches
1: (laughs) archie didn't bother me at dayton i do think that he struggled at indiana either from recruiting or just coaching wise but i do think he's a decent mid-major option yeah he might not be a great coach but i don't think he's god awful
0: yeah now that's a uh and i was i was kind of being flippant about that two lane game this is they said that they did play and they did and they did play on uh on November the thirtieth. So they played they played about a week ago and Tulane did end up dropping that game. 81 8177.
1: Um Well, you know my immediate rematch theory. Yeah.
0: Well that and the in the, the other difference is it's a it's a home at home. And you and you're I don't know that I don't know that home I don't know home court is worth eight points. I'm, pro- I'm probably gonna say it's not, but you get the immediate rematch, which often goes the other way, and you tie that in with a defense that still sucks and uh, a home game and I think that's why you've got the differential in points
1: yeah uh, Brandon I don't know if I can say that he ran the program into the ground when the last couple of years under Crean weren't exactly that high above the ground is that a fair statement because the last couple of years under Crean were also terrible
0: shots fired Um, I'm
1: just being honest I don't don't think think that Miller is a good I don't think he was good at, at Indiana I'm not saying he was good but it wasn't like Indiana was making Final Fours before he showed up.
0: Hey, anything surprised you last night about the NFL? Because we, we really haven't touched on it. We threatened to do it, and then we've, got, then we've got sidetracked by games. Did it surprise you that Mac Jones only threw three? I mean, that's, you knew it was going to be a run heavy. Was it, was it surprising to you that Belichick just said, fuck you, stop it if you can?
1: I think he looked over at the other sideline and said, McDermott's just going to do something stupid. And I, I thought he did because I have to ask you something when it comes to scrambling quarterbacks, of course you have your speedsters. You have your Kyler Murray's. You have your Lamar Jackson's right. you have your Jalen Hurts's Josh Allen in awful weather. Can you run the ball with him? Like maybe 10 times. Yeah. He's a,
0: he's a, we- something he's a weapon that should be used. He was, he was, he was great on the couple times that he that he broke contain and got outside the pocket. He had some nice runs. I agree. They it's should.
1: perfect weather for Josh Allen to run the ball at least ten times.
0: Yeah, agreed. Run
1: the ball. What are you doing?
0: It's like it's like June in Wyoming. It's beautiful. <laughs> He's used to that kind of weather. Uh, that was that was well coached by Bill Belichick. Assist Sebastian. Yeah, I guess I I I get I I know that's kind of the narrative today. I'm not as impressed. I mean, it's he basically said, we're going to run the ball. Here you go. I know the, the part you were the, the the happiest with was when he wore a Navy mask before the game.
1: He told everyone the game plan.
0: <laughs> he it was wore, the best. Wore his midshipman mask. That was pretty funny. Well, I,
1: I loved it for a couple of reasons. One, because I like the fact he just looked at his quarterback and said, hell no, we're running the ball 50 times. And B, I got money on him to win coach of the year. And that's the type of game that wins a coach of the year.
0: Well, you can hang out. You can hang out with T Train because you know he's the big he's the big Patriots guy. He says Belichick had three different game plans. He never had to deviate from Plan A. He's fucking playing five dimensional chess while the rest of us are just uh, playing playing with themselves in the dirt. That's it. Well, That's that going to be my
1: question for you before T Train just brought it up. If if Harry doesn't muff the punt, are we sure Buffalo gets into the end zone?
0: No, no, we're not sure about that at all. I think there's a, a good chance that he doesn't. That they that they don't. Uh, you know, I think
1: I think Belichick looked over at McDermott and said he's going to blink first, and McDermott blinked first.
0: Yep, Bills Bills went out of score except for the the miss and the and awful roughing call. Yeah, it was a terrible roughing call. I agree with that. Uh, Jr. Black's indictment on the Bills coach um, on McDermott and not Bill Belichick. I agree. Right, that's I'm 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 more I'm more towards if they both start off at equal. At a five, I'm Belichick is a seven, and McDermott is a one for that game last night. Not Belichick is a nine, and McDermott's a four. Uh,
1: I'll give Belichick an eight and a half. I thought he did a good job. I'll give McDermott a four. Okay. McDermott wasn't awful, awful, but can you at least use your mobile quarterback once or twice? Like it wouldn't kill you.
0: Would it kill you? It wouldn't kill you.
1: You kind of need to win that game in order to win the division. You kind of need to win that game. You might want to pull out more be- more bells and whistles.
0: Ninja says, uh, Big Ben versus Kirk Cousins on Thursday Night Football. Fuck, what did we do to deserve that, Scott?
1: You see, Ninja, you accidentally repeated yourself because you said (laughs) shitty game and Thursday Night Football (laughs) in the same paragraph. And I believe I'm the one who started the um, theory or the trend of the strategy for betting Thursday Night Football. Bet the under, take a nap. That's it. (laughs) You wake up and you it's, cash money. Don't watch the game. You do it's it. a terrible product every week. Don't bother. You're like Bet the, the under, take a nap, collect your winnings. That's, that's like that's the it.
0: Taco Bell breakfast commercial. The, the sooner you go to sleep, the sooner you can get one. That's with, That's the view. The sooner you take a nap, the sooner you wake up with a fucking winning wager. There you Correct. go.
1: You know, in that game, if you want to talk about it briefly, I like Pittsburgh. Okay. I don't know how Minnesota's supposed to lose to the lions while they're competing for a playoff spot and wake up to beat the Steelers. I don't see it. I think it'll be an ugly game. Pittsburgh's defense has been really good. Watson, damn lunatic. I bet on. I bet him to win uh, defensive player of the year. I was around 200. He's missed two games. He still has about 16 and a half sacks. The okay. guy's insane. I would take the Steelers because Minnesota, I don't like Cousins in prime time. I think that they're going to potentially roll over because I don't think anybody likes Zimmer on that entire players, uh, on the entire roster. No. But as a whole... Give me Pittsburgh plus the points. Maybe the money line. Give me the under. Expect some terrible quarterback play.
0: Okay. STM Networks is on Florida and the over for tonight at plus 210. That is the official correlated parlay. I know he's got some counterintuitive or counter counterindic- indicative ones on the other side. So, I think that's the one he's most comfortable with. All right. Well, Scott, um, you know what? It's about time, my friend. It's that time of day where you and I, we, uh, we uh, met before the show started. We put our heads together. We... Uh, Made our case, and we have come up uh, with our very best play, ladies and gentlemen. You know it's that time of day. You know what to do. You put on your straw hat, you you climb aboard your John Deere, you fire that mother up, and you say, give it to me, boys. It's time to bet the farm. Scott, how'd we do yesterday? Do we have a play from that football game?
1: We did. We had the longest field goal under, and it went under. Yeehaw! Yeehaw!
0: There it was. All right. Yeah. We had it under 47 and a half. That number continued to fall. Didn't matter. Ended up going off at, what, 43 and a half?
1: I think you rarely see a four-point move on longest field goal. I'll tell you that much.
0: But it didn't matter that was a uh, that's that's as close to a, a lock as we have ever probably given out would you say that
1: uh I would say potentially even though the wind wasn't it, as it cross windy as I wanted it got be.
0: weird it, it it changed it changed direction like during the game it was kind of weird so it did kind of ended up being behind them a little bit to give me a little bit of worry there I'm not gonna lie because one side you definitely weren't doing it and the other side you got a little break although they tried to do it and you saw what happened. That crosswind, <laughs> it jumped up there and pushed it. So, but anyway, that's 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 that one. We cashed that ticket. But you know what? It's what have you done for me lately, as uh, Janice Jackson said. And uh, we we're not resting on our laurels. We got three in a row, but we're ready to keep it rolling, Scott. We've got one for today, and our bet the farm for today. It's going to be Depaul and Duquesne over 141 now you see a lot of 142s 142 and a half but we have scoured the betting markets for you ladies and gentlemen we have found minus 118 uh available at uh at uh, where Foxbet. Fox, bet for sorry bud um i'm used to, i'm used to fds uh, at Foxbet, and this is a uh, yeah Foxbet is in probably 10 states or so
1: Give or take. I mean, it's in New Jersey, Pennsylvania. I think Michigan as well.
0: It's yeah. a decent amount of states. Basically, the rule for us is if it's available in New Jersey, which is the largest betting market state right now, we're going to give it out with confidence. We're, we're going to feel that people have access to those. So uh, DePaul, they are a, uh, they're a team that likes to go fast, but they they really do well at scoring the basketball. Scott, they average 85 points per game. That's 11th in the nation. They've scored at least 73 against everybody but the Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago. Uh, The Duquesne Dukes, not great on the defensive side. They play below average defense, 46.3% from two-point and 36.3-point per game from downtown. And DePaul, like we mentioned, they're not as fast as in years past, but they are still very quick down the floor, 33rd in offensive tempo, according to Ken Palm, and the over... As you might expect in a team like that that runs fast, it is cashed in six of the Blue Demons seven games. Get yourself down on this one. I think the points will be coming early and often from Duquesne and DePaul over 141.
1: Yeah, I see Craig saying the total's at 145 and a half. I'm staring at it right now. It's still one forty one on
0: Foxbet still 141 on Foxbet. So. How do you feel now if yep. everybody doesn't have that what's your what's your limit on this you you played up to 143 143
1: I would say 144 would be my ceiling.
0: Okay. I probably would go a half point lower than that. I would say one forty I'm good with anything over that I pass. So.
1: Yeah. But I am looking at it right now. It says 141 and a half on Foxbet. So that's the line we're going. It
0: says 141 so we're sticking with it. All right. Fair enough. Hopefully, it'll be like in the 160s when you have to worry about it. So, hopefully, yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. We appreciate you joining us as always. Don't forget to come back whenever you can. Stop by. We're here every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And, of course, check out the King of Parlays over there on Just Parlays with my buddy Chris King, 1 30 p.m. Eastern time, each and every day. You guys have a great day. Don't forget to check out me and Scott doing our individual videos. You know the drill. let go out there and win a bunch of money tonight, cash a bunch of tickets. We'll be back tomorrow to talk all about it as we head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then.